0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Dream Big Podcast, where we are discussing topics that focus on developing today's youth into right now leaders. The Dream Big Podcast is hosted and produced by the Scholars in the Leap to College Foundation, a 501c3 organization that creates and supports programs which directly achieves positive outcomes for underrepresented students by improving high school graduation rates and college acceptance through educational enrichment activities, internships, mentoring, community engagement, leadership development, and parental involvement. My name is Lauren Foster, a junior LEAP Scholar in the program. As a quick plug, we invite all of our listeners and supporters to connect with us further at our website, leaptocollegefoundation.org, and various social media sites, including Instagram at Leap to College Foundation Twitter, L2C Foundation, Facebook, Leap to College Foundation and our YouTube L2C Dream Big. Today's episode will be focusing on mental health. More specifically, the episode will inform our listeners about coping mechanisms to say to stay mentally healthy. Discuss our Be More Aware Youth and Teens Mental Health Program, and to talk about what is happening in students' lives and how it impacts their emotional well-being. The host for this episode is Elena Rowe one of the podcast team leaders and a college scholar. Joining her is an illustrious panel of
1: guests who you will hear from in a moment. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Dream Big Podcast. My name is Elena Rowe, a podcast producer and LEAP scholar in the program since my mother Lisa Rowe started the program in 2013. I'm a senior at Hood College and preparing to graduate with a degree in sociology with the minor in public relations. I'm excited to be part of this uh, discussion today. Today's episode we focused on mental health and we have an amazing circle of panelists to discuss this topic. Before we begin, I want to talk about the objectives we want to cover in this episode. So we hope to inform youth and teens who are listening to understand coping mechanisms and strategies to be mentally healthy and to also inform our listeners about the Be More Aware program that is starting under the L2C Leap to College program. We also want to understand and talk about what's happening now in lives of middle school and high school students and how it impacts their emotional well-being. So like I said before, we have an amazing panelist here. And I'm going to start off and kick it off with our co-host, Tiara Anderson.
2: Yes, thank you so much, Elena. I'm so happy to be here with everyone today. As Elena said, my name is Tiara Anderson. I am currently a licensed master social worker. Um, I received my master's in clinical social work from the University of Maryland back in 2016, and I'm currently uh, pursuing a doctorate degree in community care and counseling uh, from Liberty University. My focus is pastoral counseling. So I'm really excited to be a part of the conversation today and just um, overall part of the Mental health field, I think, is really important. Um, and currently, I work as a uh, employee assistance counselor. So, in layman's term, it's just a workplace um, counselor, and I do that for the federal government. So, excited to be here. We are also yes. joined um, by uh, Crystal Dorn, who will also introduce herself, uh, Maya, and also Demetrius. So, we can start with uh, Crystal, and then we'll just go in that order.
3: Hello, Um, I am Crystal Dorn. I am a licensed mental health counselor. I am also a licensed or certified school psychologist in the District of Columbia and in the state of Maryland. I currently work as a school psychologist in DC public schools serving um, children and youth from basically from three years old to 21 years old. And I serve as um, the uh, director of the health and mental wellness for Leap to College and the Be More Aware program.
1: Thanks for Thank having you, me. And now on to Maya.
4: All right, so I'm Maya Hickmanor. I received my bachelor's of science degree in clinical psychology, and currently, I'm getting my master's in mental health counseling. Um, right now, I am interning at a nonprofit that serves children and families. So I've been doing a lot of like internship work, counseling with children and families and adolescents as well. Um, and then I also plan on pursuing my doctorate in clinical psychology
5: in the fall.
1: Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm.
4: And now we're on to our
1: last person who's Demetrius Keller.
5: Yes, hello everyone. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me in and allowing me to have the opportunity. My name is Demetrius Keller. I received my bachelor's of social work at Bowie State University in 2019 of May. And I received my master of social work in May of 2020 so just last year. And as of my professional role right now, I'm currently working with a council member in the Southern Maryland region um, known as council member Monique Anderson Walker, and I am her constituent services program manager. And in addition to that, I am an active mentor in a few nonprofits, and I always try to offer my time in that, in that arena.
1: Well, thank you, Demetrius. Thank you everyone again for agreeing to come on the podcast. I know it'll be a great discussion. I know that our listeners will uh, be well advised in this area as we go through our discussion today. So I wanna start off with um, just a little background. You guys mentioned your background earlier, but um, I wanna go a little deeper with that. And I wanna talk about why did you wanna go into your profession in the first place or major in um, the the social sciences? So we could start with uh, Crystal.
3: Okay, so I have always been a person who likes to help. um, And not only just, you know, help in one area, but, talk help people talk through and work through their problems um so i went into this field so i could be of service to um children and families to help them work through everyday
1: problems and stressful events that's good thank you so much for that and now we can go on to our co-host um tiara
2: yes well, thank you. Um, I've always, like Crystal, I feel like I've, the passion has always been there. Um, when I was in grade school, I was always sort of torn between doing like child psychology or I, I just always wanted to talk to people. And I've always liked to talk. People joke joking me all the time that I love to talk so much because I really do. <laughs> and so my talking mixed with my passion for helping people. And then this, clinical social worker was born so um I really have always just been drawn to people my in undergrad I majored in sociology I've been really drawn to why people do what they do the social aspects of who we are as humans and I, the ways that we connect with one another and the things that connects us all together whether it be spiritual things or um social environment things or cultural things, we are all connected in some way. And I've always been very intrigued by that. And so um, all of those different interests just compiled together and here I am. (laughs)
1: That's good, yeah. And um, Maya, what
4: about you? So at first I started off just having an interest in trying to figure out like why people act the way they do, why they think the way they do. And then as time went on, I've noticed that, okay, like I'm a good listener because I've always gotten compliments on that. Um, And then going more in depth into my purpose in this field, um, I feel like there is a big need for a lot of like underrepresented populations um, to have like people that look like them and people that understand them in this field. And I've like recently just had a more, more of an interest in wanting to work with populations that are you know minority populations, people that have gone through trauma, even like race related trauma. So
5: that's why I'm in this field.
4: Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: Yeah. And um, Demetrius, what about you?
5: Yeah, so I always, not to be cliche, but I always had a passion and always had a need that I felt that was innate to really help others. And growing up, I always wanted to know how the mind works. I always wanted to study the psyche and see, how do people change based upon their environment? And these were some things that I'm learned, you know, within the field that I, in hindsight, I already, you know, kind of knew. I was just trying to pick up on the terminology and everything. So that inspired me to go to school. But initially I did not go to school for social work. I went to school for computer science.
6: Hmm.
5: And that was something that uh, I did out of more so of a money, a thirst of money, because I know the field of computer science is, is, is you know, very good in regards to finances. And that's what I learned in my freshman seminar class. But it wasn't until I really, while being at Bowie State, I was, I was really given the knowledge of self and to reach my innate abilities to see what I really wanted to do with my life. What I wanted to do in regards to helping people, because I know service to others is something that always made me feel good inside. And similar to Maya, I had a good listening ear. My friends, my family, my parents, older and younger, used to always come to me and talk to me. So I didn't want to take that for granted. So um, being at Bowie State, my sophomore year, I switched to social work. And it was one individual that put me in that position when I went to his office. It was a black man named uh, Dr. Stevenson. And he was a chair at Bowie State at, at that time. And he was only there, only saw him one time. And the one time I saw him was when I was in his office. And he encouraged me. That you should you should change because you're a black man and there's not many black men in the field of social work or the mental health field. So mm-hmm. he inspired me just from that one one interaction and and I went for it and um, I'm very very glad I did.
1: Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's really interesting. You guys are talking about how you got into your field and why you why you wanted to major, even just through interaction people that you kind of found your calling with that. And um, for me, I guess it was. Um, I originally, I guess, didn't exactly know what I wanted to major in. I went into college. Uh, I was thinking more of on the English the English journalism track because I, I do like writing and I actually am a part of the newspaper at my school. But um, I realized, um, well, maybe looking at these classes here, I don't really know if I want to go into English or journalism. So I was kind of exploring just around, you know, what I want to do. And um, so then I stumbled across a sociology class in my sophomore year in the fall. And I really liked the professor. He really was very energetic and uh, very, you know, knowledgeable about the subject matter and got me interested in what, oh, what sociology is, you know, what people, how people do what they do, why people do what they do, you know, what is society, how does how does society, you know, um, impact what people are doing in, in life. And so it really inspired me to go into it more and then it, it was the spring of my sophomore year at the very tail end where you're supposed to you know figure out what your major is supposed to be that's when i decided okay i think this is a good a good um major for me to go into because i do like um listening also like talking to people um and just learning more about people in general i think it's really interesting in that field so yeah thank you all for sharing <music>
5: Uh, okay, I guess I could start it off for you all. Thank you for the opportunity again. Mental health to me is just simply being able to have a great mental well-being or great health within the mind. So that's just being able to smile, being able to laugh, being able to be your true self, being able to live to your fullest abilities and reach self-actualization. Just being able to you know, fulfill your purpose in life and feel and fulfilled while you're in this journey. Of what, what we call life. That's why
1: we call. And now we're going to go into um, more into mental health now, and you know, uh, just the overall discussion of you know why we're here and what we want to leave our listeners with. So I want to start off with uh, you know what does mental health mean to you all?
3: And I'll jump in and say that mental health. Um, a lot of times people are scared when they see those words, mental health. And mental health is just as important as your physical health. Mm-hmm. And mental health is, is your how well your mind is. So your thoughts and your feelings. Everything really starts in your mind. So if you're not mentally healthy, how can you be physically healthy? So I like to think of mental health as the starting point of wellness, of your social, emotional well-being.
4: I I agree as well with um, Demetrius and Crystal. Um, I think looking at looking at the three domains—social, uh, psychological, and emotional—if um, there's a type of imbalance between those three, then I think that's time for you to get a check-in to make sure that you're getting like proper mental health treatment. Um, and then also, as Crystal had mentioned, um, being able to compare it to physical health—it's no different. The only difference is that mental health has a stigma attached to it, but if you feel off, if you feel like you're not being able to do like daily activities like you're used to, or if you're spending most of your days being depressed or isolating yourself, um, then all of that falls under mental health.
3: And I'll add that I remember um, a long time ago when I was in high school and someone would do something, um, to get on someone's nerves or that wasn't exactly correct. We would have this little saying is of, you need a, a checkup from your neck up. So that checkup from your neck up is checking on your mind, checking on your mental health, um, mm-hmm. in, in what are you thinking and how your thinking is, is motivating your behavior.
2: Yes, I yeah. love that. <laughs> Thank you for that, Crystal. And it was good. I love the, the throwback. We gotta go back. Checkup for the neck. I might use that. My clients don't think I'm crazy, but I'm gonna be like, you need sounds like you need to check up for the neck.
6: <laughs>
2: but That's good. Um, That's Crystal, good. you make you bring up a good point, especially bringing up this being something that you all were saying in high school. And it's so important that you said that because. Kids, students these days, middle school and high school students, they are having a lot of different experiences, whether it be living through a pandemic or uh, having mental health issues or challenges that they're encountering and not really sure how to navigate those. And so I think you bringing that up is a great segue for us to go into talking about what do we think is happening in the lives of our middle school and high school students especially during these times and um what what may be going on that's impacting their emotional or mental health well-being what do you all think is happening well i think currently there's um with social media
3: you know it's one thing to have a television and watch the news but you also have your phones in your hands you have all these devices at your fingertips where you are constantly inundated with images of violence, with images of police brutality, with um, words and verbalizations of um, all this stuff going into your mind and, as someone said earlier, into your psyche about what's happening in the world. So you're, you're hearing about coronavirus, you're hearing about um, police brutality and just everyday violence that's maybe happening in the neighborhood. So it's a lot of information that you're taking in through your ears, auditorily and through your eyes, visually. So you're you know getting this image and map um, in your mind of negative images and negative words. So um, there's a lot that our middle school and high schoolers are dealing with that's real and that's current. And um, we have to start talking about these things.
5: Yes, I, I agree with Crystal fully because it's a lot of things that our youth is stressed with right now due to social media. That is one example, because we're, always, and I say we because I still consider I'm something young still. But so we're considered, you know, to have to reach that status quo or whatever that level of perfection in our minds is. And a lot of times we feel as a person that we cannot reach that level of perfection. Not knowing that the definition of perfection is simply striving to do your best. So because we have that, you know, that skew of the definition and we try to use these words to make us feel, Self-fulfilled, like I was saying in the beginning, it's all about self-fulfillment. Everybody wants to be happy. Everyone wants to have a purpose in life. No one wants to be sad, depressed, which is just an interruption in your spirit. No one wants to feel that way because once you feel that way, like Maya said earlier, you want to isolate yourself and that just makes you feel lower and lower. So everyone wants to be lively and energetic, but it's things when you compare yourself. So speaking specifically to the youth, when you're comparing yourself to others, you may see a post on social media on Instagram. Uh, maybe it's a, for a female, maybe it's a girl that has makeup done out. Maybe she's graduated from somewhere or just had a big accomplishment and you compare yourself like, wow, I'm here. Why don't I feel that way? Or even if they did just graduate themselves, but they still don't have the same support system at home, maybe, or still don't have the same support system as far as your friendship because your social circles is very, very important. So I think for our youth specifically, it's not to try to strive as as in a sense that perfection is not achievable. It's just a sense that continue to try to do your best. And while you're doing your best, you will begin to feel energetic and, and lively and you know purpose filled. <music>
4: Also just piggybacking off of that, um, like Demetrius has mentioned, uh, perception is huge, especially like for middle schoolers and high schoolers. Um, just because of the access to the Internet, like everyone had already mentioned, um, being able to like compare yourself to other people and also realizing that at that age specifically, that's really your main concern. Whereas like when you're older, you have like your families to be concerned about, working, school, you have all these other things. So you're aware that, oh, like what is being posted on social media isn't really real. They're just showing like the perfect sides of themselves. But when you're young, you're not really so concerned about that or even aware of that. Um, I also think that uh, currently just like because of the pandemic, And being like virtual, like in terms of like learning in school, um, there's been a a spike in like depressive symptoms for a lot of like middle schoolers and high schoolers um, just because of the fact that, you know, they're at home and they're not getting as much socialization as they would at school. Um, Just because, I mean, overall, like as human beings, we are like interdependent beings. Like whether we are introverted or extroverted, we have to be around other people. And so, being, having that being taken away from them because of the circumstances that we're in right now, um, that's definitely like been a concern, especially um, during these times.
1: I definitely agree with that. Um, with, in terms of social media and, um, you know, uh, the, what's going on with COVID, that definitely has an impact on teens. Um, and even before COVID, um, it's, uh, like socializing was, I think, difficult even then because, you know, Gen Z and millennials, you know, we're always on our phones. I don't want to say always, but majority of the time we're on our phones, you know, and it's hard, it's hard to socialize sometimes when you, you know, I've seen people, you know, at restaurants, you used to go to restaurants, you know, using phones at the table or even just, you know, outside, you know, on Snapchat, you know, filming what you're doing throughout the day. And, you know, even though social media has its pros and cons, and it definitely, I think personally, I don't know. It 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 has more cons, I think, than pros sometimes. Because, like I said, you know, you always you want to check on what everyone else is doing, or you want to see what this person is doing, that person is doing. So definitely, I think socially, before COVID, it's it was it's it was hard to socialize. Um, and it's hard to make those connections, sincere connections too, especially in middle school and high school when you're still trying to figure out, you know, who you are and what you wanna do and things like that. So those things I think really make an impact on today's youth. And
3: while all those things are going on, what everyone has mentioned, middle school and high school students are still expected to perform academically at a certain level. So with Mm -hmm. all this stress and pressure um, in our immediate environment and globally, you still are expected to attend school, do your work and achieve academically. So those are some of the, um, that achieving academically can impact your mental health as well, because there's a certain stress level and for some, a certain amount of pressure to perform at a certain level. Still be that A student, still be that B student.
5: Yeah, I, I yes. agree with that because it's a lot of, um, you have to get that A in order to feel better or to feel good, or you have to get that B. It's not many people that want to fail in life. So the lettering system, just in you know the school system in general, sometimes can pose as a, as a threat to the mind because you have to perform in this way and you have to pass this test. If you get a 70 on the test, you're gonna look down on yourself about it, which in turn will make you probably fail the next one because you're still thinking about the test before. So it's always good to have a support system. So I would tell the youth, try to reach out to your teachers and the people that you have within the school. And even if you're not in the school, um, the ones you have at home, if you don't have ones at home, try to connect with someone, the organization. It's, it's, it's help out there, but similar to what Chris said earlier in regards to the mental health piece, it's looked at as daunting or scary when our elders, or I could say my mom specifically, for example, I went to... Uh, I wanted to seek therapy and I didn't, I never started out prior to social work, but once I got into, it, so I understood, I didn't have that sense of understanding or overstanding prior to, so once I was understanding what a therapist's role is and how it's very important for you to just do a check-in, just talk to somebody, similar to like a mentor or something, but when I mentioned this to my mom, she like, what? You going where? What's wrong with you? And so it just quickly went to zero to 10 because she didn't understand it. So this is the same thing that, I mean, I'm 25 now, but this is a similar thing that our youth in middle of high school now may be getting. They, be, they still may be getting that passed down, especially amongst African Americans specifically. We're getting passed down not to go to mental uh, health facilities, not mm-hmm. to look up to a mental health facility. Yes, we push the mentorship, but mentorship is another level of mental health really. Is you talking to somebody, you voicing your opinions and your feelings and trying to process that in order for you to be a better person the next day. So reach out, each one, teach one, you have you had to talk to somebody.
2: Yes. Yep. You know, as I listened to you all talk, I immediately, I, I listened to everything everyone said, I think was really spot on and very re- relevant and timely to what we're talking about. But I couldn't help but think of personality development. And I think when kids or middle school students and high school students, One thing that I think sometimes can be overlooked, whether we have parents or other adults in their lives is that they're naturally going through a personality development stage. At those very vulnerable ages, about 11 to about maybe about 16, students are trying to really figure out who they are and they sort of go through a bit of an identity crisis. And at every level of our lives, we all experience personality development in some way. But for those vulnerable ages, they experience it in a way where they're looking to people to help them inform who they are, who they are, who they're going to be, and it's all. Everyone was mentioning, you know, when you have such a large pool of people to compare yourself to through social media, it's very difficult because you're already questioning who you are just by default. You're questioning, well, who do I want to be? excuse me, who do I want to hang around? What kind of style do I want to have? What type of career path? Like when you're already asking those questions and then you're almost kind of bombarded, you know, you have this really strong accessibility to the internet and just to people out there to under to see what is what are these people doing? And people that you may not even, you probably never meet them But in some ways you're comparing yourself to them and you're wondering how do they have this and I don't and that is a very delicate space for students to be in and that also that comparison those comparison traps can really cause um, Some uh, challenges for students when it comes to really just sort of forming and continuing to form themselves as uh, their personality starts to change and evolve. So, um, I think everything that everyone said was very spot on and relevant, but it leads me to just wonder and want to hear from you all what do you all think middle school students could be doing? What can middle school and high school students be doing to help them um, sort of navigate these challenges in learning ways? I know we talked about like talking to people, but let's just say, um, in addition to talking, what are some things that they could be doing as coping strategies for themselves?
1: Well, um, I would say definitely, um, you know, besides talking to people, that's, that's always good. But also just finding things that make you uh, at ease and make you happy with yourself. Um, I think uh, for me personally, I like going outside, you know, walking is always good. Like, you know, during this time, it's hard to find, I don't say it's hard, but it, it's forced you, I think, to go outside more because you most people are stuck inside looking at a computer all day, you know? <laughs> and I think going outside and clearing your head is always good, especially if you have a lot of schoolwork to do, you have a lot of things going on at home. It's always good to clear your head and just go outside, lay out in the grass, look up at the sky or something, you know, <laughs> or um, just take a walk. That's always just nice to do that. So that's one one strategy I'd suggest, is just take time for yourself and go outside, enjoy nature and, um, just, uh, you know, kind of forget, I think, what's going on, you know, internally and also at home or whatever. And just just take it in and just relax if it's nice out.
3: Yeah, those are um, great points. Um, physical activity is always a good way to actually increase your uh, positive mental health. Um, The arts are also an excellent coping mechanism or strategy, Mm -hmm. listening to music, singing, dancing, coloring, a basic skill that we learn very early in life. Coloring, drawing, um, those activities can help just release tension and pressure and stress. Um, so sometimes the most simple things um, can help you to have a more positive outlook on life or help you cope with stress. So um, I would definitely invite youth to um, any type of artistic abilities or just engaging in, in movement, um, moving your body, um, whether that's through dance, yoga biking hiking whatever you like get involved in an activity like that
4: i agree um i think um just like crystal has mentioned um the importance of getting engaged in enjoyable activities Um, And it doesn't even have to be anything huge. It could be something as small as what you had mentioned, Elena, like going, like just staying outside and laying in the grass um, because that's good because you're getting vitamin D and vitamin D is also like very healthy in terms of like making yourself like feeling less depressed. Um, And whether it's like picking up a new hobby, uh, whether it's something as small as taking breaks in between you know doing assignments just to like maybe like wash something that you know you find funny or whether it's something as simple as like taking a nice bubble bath some people like bath bombs I don't know if you've heard of those but um, you know just like being in tune with like the small things and also making sure that you're in tune with like your five senses as well Uh, Whether it be like rubbing your favorite lotion, um, spraying your favorite perfume, um, getting involved in like cooking something fun, you know, just little things that you wouldn't think of because you can do a lot of things just even from being at home as well.
5: Yes, I would add to say just find things to occupy your time. A lot of times we feel like we have to always move or be on the go within, you know, the society that we live in. That's okay to do so, but you always, always have to have balance. So sometimes just go in your room, turn the lights off, and lay down. Why this 30 minutes, there's 15 minutes, is something that you're doing because you wanna do for yourself. And, and other, other things you could do is just look in the mirror at yourself and brush your hair, brush your teeth, wash your face, uh, get a cup of water, because those are things that you're putting into your body or you're preserving your, your look. It, because a lot of the time, like we talked about, a lot of the youth, you know, it's not good but compare themselves to others so if you compare yourself to others and your your hair not brushed you're gonna like dang it's gonna be 10 times worse so just brush your hair put lotion on your face you know uh try to get into a uh form not formal but an informal way of doing things every day just occupy your time because an idle mind can can lead you down a rabbit hole so to speak so try to occupy your time
3: and the things you just mentioned um reminds me to keep a schedule. Like in these times, it's very, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, I think was very difficult for some parents and families just to keep their schedule. Like, don't stay up, and I was very guilty of this, staying up all night, losing track of time. You still have to get up and go to school, whether it's virtually or in person. So keeping your schedule in a regular routine, that brushing your teeth, washing your face, taking a shower, bath. Those are regular routines of daily living activities that things you do all the time. But you might need reminders. Some people might need reminders during these times um, to do those things daily. So that's, I'm so glad you brought that up because just keeping your normal regular routine of things. And then I just like to add comedy humor, laughter. Laughter is good for the soul. It, um, it makes you feel good. It actually adds years to your life. Um, the more you laugh, the longer you live. So just having those positive, um, in positive affirmations. You talked about looking in the mirror. Look in the mirror and talk to yourself. Tell yourself you're beautiful, you're handsome, you're smart, you're intelligent all those type of things help build positive um positive skills positive social emotional being so i'm so glad you mentioned that just looking in the mirror talk to yourself it's not weird
5: (laughs) and i just wanted to add on one more one more thing that crystal spoke about in regards to affirmations is things on youtube no, you know youth love youtube now you go to youtube and type in positive affirmations there'll be a thousand videos that just they they ingrain it and in the, they embed it in the music so you don't you know it, it's hitting your subconscious so you're just hearing it but you don't know you're hearing it so that's a good way of doing it you know you can speak out loud so your ears auditory and come back into yourself or you can say it in your own head if you think it's weird if you think it's not what i'm doing this for because it's At first, when you do it, it's going to be abnormal because you're not used to it, but do it anyway because it will start to redirect your mind to something more positive. So I would say YouTube should be your best friend, whether it be for relaxation, self-affirmations, or um, just watching things on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Also, if you want to go like the old-fashioned route, too, like, you know, writing down affirmations in a journal or something, too, that's always good. Or just writing down, you know, what you did that day or some positive thing you did i mean sometimes you know your days could be especially this time be kind of repetitive but you know there's always something that you did that you may not have expected oh i went to i don't know you went to a park or something you went to get something like good to eat for lunch or something you know just those little positive things that you can look back
4: on and say okay i did that and you know i can write it down that's always good too i was just going to add one small thing um since we did mention in the beginning about the many things that are being shown in like the media, news, all that stuff. Um, I think one way of practicing self-care is to just turn it off. Um, and I know that that's hard to do because it's like every day there's always something new happening in the news, whether it be another like murder case or whether it be whatever the president's doing, whatever. There's a lot of stuff. And there's always this urge to wanna like keep up to date with what, what's going on so that we can be in the loop, uh, which is understandable. But I think if you notice that it's like affecting you in a negative way, where you're feeling more anxious or it's hard for you to sleep, um, definitely don't be afraid to just turn it off for some time and just focus on yourself.
1: Okay, these are all wonderful, great responses. I think the listeners who, who are listening and watching on YouTube would definitely get a lot of inspiration from you all. And I think... Um, you know, hopefully they can internalize these and maybe try something new they never tried before. So listeners and watchers, hope you're listening and, um, and take good, good notes here, people are saying. <laughs> um, so I think now it's a good segue, I think, into going into, you know, the Be More Aware initiative that leap to college is doing. Um, and, you know, for those of you who don't know, who are new listeners or who just came on, you know, Leap to College Foundation is founded in 2013. It's a nonprofit organization that um, helps, you know, youth and teens, you know, or in high school right now to transition into college. And we also do different workshops. You know, there's, there's uh, workshops. There's a lot of mentors here that can help. And I think, um, you know, Crystal and Tiara, they're heading up the Be More Aware Program so they'll be good. Uh, well, I'll start by saying. what teens in the LEAP program can expect from the program.
3: OK, sorry for interrupting.
1: <laughs> um,
3: so I think the Be More Aware initiative is to raise awareness of mental health and well-being, um, to bridge the gap between not only always talking about academic su- success, but also talking about your mental health and how to be mentally healthy and how your thinking and your thoughts can affect every aspect of your life. So if you are mentally healthy, you can succeed in other areas of your life. So it's like bridging the gap in bringing together a full, I like to think of mind, body, soul, um, and um, just that your physical well being and your mental well being, and learning about all that and how all of that mental health um, is a part of who you are and impacts your behavior.
2: Yes, I love it. And as Elena mentioned, which I think well, we might have lost her. Um, But um, she mentioned Crystal and I are both a part of the Be More Aware team. We're excited to be a part of it. And as Crystal mentioned, in addition to the things that she mentioned, we're also going to be bringing some um, tools, some resources, some supports to the Be More Aware uh, from the Be More Aware program too excuse me, the L2C program to help students with their overall emotional well-being and their mental health. We recognize, as you all have heard us, we recognize that for middle school and high school students, there are mental health and emotional well-being challenges. And so it's a Be More Aware program. We want to be able to connect students to resources, but also provide some resources to students uh, within the L2C program so that they know that they have a safe space to come and discuss, but also Uh, find the resources and supports that they may need um, outside of the be more aware program so we're excited and we hope that you all stay on the lookout for be more aware stuff um, because we are certainly going to be bringing some things to you all very very soon okay so we're going to keep driving along i know that hopefully elena's coming back to us, but I don't see a request or anything. So um, we're going to move into our advocacy and learning portion of of the podcast. Um, And we're just wondering, do you all believe all of us are educated in the mental health field, whether it be psychology, social work, sociology, do you all think that it's relevant for students to take these Uh, similar courses like psychology, sociology, social work, or any other uh, helping professional uh, courses? Do you think that it is something that students need to do? Um, First of all, I like to say, you know, follow
3: your dream, follow your passion. Um, But I think it is important to have a good foundation for whatever field of study you choose to go in. So psychology, sociology, um, social work, any um, of those um, beginning courses are a great foundation to almost anything you do in life. Because how can you be a good business person if you don't understand people? You know, how can you um, market a product if you don't understand how people think, how people behave? So I think um, it's a good foundation. I think it's great that you, you'll also learn about who you are because you learn about different cultures as well. So you have to be culturally relevant when you start going to college and, and building your career. So learning about different cultures, races of people, um, nationalities. So I think all these courses cover um, that. So I think it's a great foundation.
5: Yeah, So and I will also say that it, um helps you learn a lot about yourself by taking these type of courses and classes, because you learn about the stages of development, you learn about how you are as an infant grown into your, you know, young adult age or adulthood, and you just understand the different transitions that takes place for you to mature and grow in whatever area or discipline you would like to grow in. So you can learn, but you can also use these things to apply to yourself. So that's why um, I like the the field that I'm in. Also, um, one of the reasons that I chose this field, in addition to what I said in the beginning, was because I know it was a need for my community. So that was my reason because I'm a more of a community-centered person and I'm always put others before myself. So that was, you know, my inclination towards it. But like Crystal said, always do something that you want to do. But it's always important. And, you know, you can learn a lot about social work or psychology or just learn from people from some of the shows that's on whether it be um criminal minds and things like that or it, it could just be you talking to your grandparents and you're like oh why does she think that way or why do my mom think like this and my grandmother think like this they're two different eras, so they're gonna have a different opinion so you know you're gonna you pick up on a lot in life it just i think taking the taking the classes or course will allow you to see what you're picking up on
4: And just in addition to what Demetria said, um, I think these classes would be great. And just again, learning about your own environment. And so um, even just like taking a uh, sociology class or psychology class, um, I think it would help you have more empathy for other people, um, getting to understand other cultures as well. Um, I feel like whether it be like in the news or whatever you're watching, you're always gonna learn something about um, whether it be like someone else's culture or anything that has to do with any like relevant social issue that's going on. And taking a sociology class, for example, like that will definitely give you like better terminology and better understanding of what it is that you're learning around you.
2: Love it. Love all of the responses. And um, it is very important for students to um be self-aware. And I think with, even if they don't want to pursue psychology, sociology, or even social work, just being able to be aware and just to open your mind to even being um. Uh, taught or learning about the um, reasons people are the way they are, the reasons why we may interact or act the way that we do, or the reasons why we choose to maybe hang with the people that we do, all of those things can, they can't hurt us, but they can all help us. And so even if this is not the career path that you're choosing, just knowing um, more about yourself and being self-aware is really, really important. And just being able to know what to look out for because... There is going to be points in our lives where we deal with mental health challenges, and it may not be as severe where you need to have a a diagnosis, but at some point, you're probably going to get anxious. At some point, you're probably going to get sad. At some point, you're probably going to get very stressed. So you want to be aware. You want to be able to understand and know when that is happening and what can you do to respond to it, because it's inevitable. It's going to happen. (laughs) Um, Yes, so... Um, we just want to sort of wrap up with some last advice that you all uh, want to have for our listeners. Um, what do you want to share in like, sort of like closing remarks?
5: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, just know that you're enough. Right now where you are in life, this is where you're meant to be in life, no matter the mistakes that you may have made in the past or the things that may have not been fortunate in your life that, that transpired, you are exactly where you're meant to be within a universal law of order. And that universal law of order is simply saying, I am following my, my true self. I am being the best that I can be. I'm doing what I can in this situation. Whether you don't have much funds that you're trying to find a job, you're doing what you can within that situation to get you a job and to get you some funds. So don't think because you're not performing as well as others that has these expectations on you that you're not you know, rising to the occasion. Because sometimes those people that have these expectations on you are not even placed those same expectations on themselves, but they expect them more from you. So always remember where you are right now, whether it be next year and you didn't graduate on time or you may have uh, got off course in some way, shape or form, even when you come to 2022 on April, 25th, you're still right where you're supposed to be. You may not feel that way, and of course it may have been thing you could have done better or you could always improve because we're always learning, we're always learning. But if you try to um, rethink how you think about yourself, it will inspire you to change that, that mindset because you will put more pressure on yourself trying to compete and trying to feel like you gotta get there and get there and get there and opposed to relaxing and just learning, trusting the process. So a lot of our elders, a lot of people that are older say these, trust the process or everything will be okay. They say these for a reason. So try to find the simple things in life that can inspire you, whether it's learning something new. Um, to Crystal's point, maybe it's something you in you in the social work and you want to go to business or you want to do entrepreneurship. That's a totally different field than social work, but you know, it's something that you can do to inspire yourself to learn something new for that day. Try to try to challenge yourself every day as well. So I would say you are enough. Um find fulfillment in the challenges that you seek, seeking yes, you'll find. And um try to inspire others because by changing other people lives, you'll get that good karma back to yourself.
4: I would say to just learn how to practice self-compassion. Um, I feel like a lot of us, we may have passion for some things, or we may even describe ourselves as compassionate beings, but When it comes to um, respecting ourselves and loving ourselves we tend to put ourselves last or not even consider ourselves so um, practicing self-compassion by just you know paying attention to how you are feeling if you feel like you're overwhelmed if you feel like you're having a bad day make sure to take a break don't be afraid to say no to certain things Um, and also if you do have access to counseling services don't be afraid to try it. Um, It's simply just you having a space to feel free to talk about your emotions. And so if you feel like you don't have that space, um, whether it be in your home or within your friend groups, uh, don't be afraid to look out for that space.
3: I think it's it's wonderful that um, it's been mentioned that you are enough, Um, self-compassion, self-care, um, all these things are extremely important um, for good mental health. Um, I would say, you know, for those who may be struggling with depression or anxiety or or just feeling like they're not enough, that when you take that look in the mirror, um, that you realize that you are beautifully and wonderfully made in God's image. Um, And whether you are, you know, a Christian or not, or what other faith you are, that you have some um, spiritual connection, that you have some type of belief system that you, um, that whether you meditate or whether you pray, that you have something that you engage in daily that keeps you centered and focused. Because that's extremely important for your mental health. So I'm not selling religion or selling faith or anything, but I do think it is important that you believe in something bigger than yourself, that you believe in someone higher and bigger than yourself. And also um, someone mentioned having those connections that you connect yourself with positive people. Um, um, If you're around a lot of negativity, separate yourself. Everyone is not for you. And it's, it's hard, it's very hard to swallow that pill and understand that when you're young, but everyone is not always on your side. And if you feel yourself in a circle that's not working from you, it is okay to step out of that circle. Sometimes you have to be alone to um, focus on yourself and achieve your personal goals. So you are enough. You definitely need connections. Make sure those connections are positive. And, and talk, find someone whether it's at home or at school or at church or in the community, I would hope that every youth um, and young adult listening or watching has one person that they can talk to when they are having a problem. One person that they can share their deepest secrets with because you can't keep everything to yourself. So we need those human connections.
2: Beautiful. That was amazing. Thank you, everyone. Everyone offered some really amazing ideas, very awesome um, final thoughts, and it was very well-rounded. So thank mm-hmm. you all so much. I don't even have anything else to add. I thought it was a perfect sort of um, compilation of what we've been talking about today. And it was a great way to end. I know that Elena has some final comments to make about um, the PG County uh, new facility that just uh, was established or the groundbreaking um, news of it. So I know we're going to do that. But it was amazing to spend this time with you all and to hear from mental health professionals who are in the field who work with students, um, whether they're working with students now or have worked with students in the past. And the good thing about it is that we all were teens, whether we are, you know, in our 20s, in our 30s. It doesn't matter. We all were teens. And so we all can relate to the teenage or adolescent experience of being in middle school and high school. And as Crystal said, We want, you want to be connected, find trusted people that you can talk to sometimes. It's not just your friends who can be uh, helpful because they can sometimes be helpful but sometimes we need some trusted people in our corners that we can turn to, that we can call and say, hey, like, you know, this is what's going on. Or even if you don't have the language just being able to express the emotions or just to talk. Sometimes just talking is fine. You don't have to talk about anything deep. Sometimes just talking feels, helps you to feel better. I'm going to leave you with this last idea I had. um, This is a very corny statement, but it's something that I use in therapy with my clients and it's name it to tame it. And I think when you are a middle school or high school student, sometimes finding the words to describe how you're feeling can be very difficult. But when you name it, you can figure out ways to tame it you can learn how do i describe how i'm feeling because sometimes we don't have the words sometimes we just don't have the words to describe what we feel we just know we feel something and so when you do the work to name it you can also do the work to tame it to get it under control or to learn how to manage whatever that mental health challenge or whatever the challenges that you're experiencing you'll learn how to manage it better and that's what's really important so um so we got two really cool statements we got neck check up for the (laughs) neck up <laughs>
1: and name entertainment. So there we go. All right, well, I'll pass it back to you, Lena. <laughs> wow. you guys, uh, thank you so much uh, for all of your input on this. I think um, this is a, gonna be a very, very powerful episode. I think a lot of people will take things from it and I think it will be uh, good because we're all coming from different backgrounds. We're all, you know, from different, um, you know, not from different fields, but coming from different ways of how we got to where we are. I think that's really important, and people we'll get a lot out of it. And um, Tiara, thank you so much for being a great co-host. Um, I know I cut out a little bit there, but <laughs> I'm glad you're able to hold the fort down. And um, yeah, so actually, I wanted to end with um, something that you know, Prince George's County is going to offer. Um, I assume in the next um, you know couple of years, um, there had a brown a groundbreaking of a mental health facility. going to be in Lanham. And this is the first of its kind in Prince Judas County, which is a little surprising. And, um, you know, cause I think normally in the article that, it was saying, that I found, it was saying that people have to go out to other counties to get the help needed um, for, for their mental health. And um, the funds were actually originally gonna be used for, for police training facility, but, you know, after everything with the death of George Floyd and with, you know, people are, um, you know, weary of, of, of police, um, happening now, um, it's going to be transferred to the funds to a mental health uh, facility that's going to be, like I said, in Lanham in Prince George's County. So um, what do you all think about that? And why do you think it's important to have this type of facility in the county? Because like I said, the, there was no type of facility like this before in the county. People have to go out of their way to other counties in Maryland.
3: I am honest, honestly very shocked and surprised And in awe that a a facility like this or a place that people can go to doesn't exist already. So that makes me feel like Prince George's County. I'm I'm glad we're catching up and this is wonderful, but wow, all I, you know, that we're behind the times that um, we don't have these facilities right in our community for people to get help. Um, I work in the District of Columbia, and there are several different agencies for um, to address mental health issues and concerns. So I'm glad to hear. Is there a
1: name for this facility yet? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing that, but I do know that's going to be in in Lanham. okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I,
3: I think it's important because um, you know people need somewhere to go to talk things out.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm glad the um, county is um, taking charge of this.
1: Yeah, and this is actually, this article just released last week, so it's really fairly new. Uh, Yeah, so that that was interesting. I
4: I also agree, I felt like this was like way overdue, but um, I think um, now that we're in a time where mental health is being talked about even more and more, Um, I'm happy that, you know, finally, like something like this has come up, and I'm hoping that a lot of the people within this county would take advantage of it.
5: Uh, I would just uh, echo my colleagues and say that um, it's very important for mental health to be not just a thing, but a way of life, and to incorporate that in everyone's way of life. So I'm glad that I believe it's at the Doctor's Hospital Center, if I'm not mistaken, in LANO. I just read the article just quickly. That'll be that's that's great. That's a that's a monumental thing because we need it. Um we all need it. Whether you're healthy or not doing so well, we all need it.
1: That's the other thing. Um I don't know if um anyone brought this up probably, but um I think uh, you know, with uh, Demetrius is saying that we all need help at some point, you know, you, and also the other thing, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, a problem that's going on, that you have to go to talk to someone to therapy. You can just go, like we're all saying talk to someone even if you don't really have anything going on you know just having an outlet to talk to people um or talk to someone that you trust is always good so i definitely think it's a good thing for the county to have it.
5: nothing else to add other than thank you all for the opportunity uh we i appreciate the time to have us speaking with you all and having the discussion crystal Tierra, maya elena this, this has been a great day thus far i knew it would be but um <laughs> i'm glad that we had the discussion thank you
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you all so much again. And I don't know. Like I said, and you mentioned this before, but you know, uh, everyone on this this panel here is all a part of Leap. Uh, like I said, you know, Crystal and Tiara are heading up the Be More Aware program for Leap, and Maya is actually um, a Leap alumna. She graduated in 2015 from high school and was in Leap, and you know, she's now getting her her doctorate, which is really exciting. And then Demetrius is also he's a mentor in the program, so we're all. Connected with LEAP in some way. And you know, if you're uh, a high school student or a middle school student, you know, LEAP is also uh, involved in middle school now. If you're interested in the program, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, someone is actually going to end this episode um, with the you know, website links and everything. But just to say it here that it's www.leaptocollegefoundation.org. We're located in Prince George's County. And um, yeah, we're all here just to help and gain more awareness uh, with LEAP, but also just to talk to you all, you know, you're the next generation, you know, we're trying to reach out to youth and uh, teens. And we hope that this message really inspires you all, that you all are able to talk about these issues, um, talk about what's what's going on in your lives and just um, maybe find something new you never thought of before, finding new passion it's always good just to gain some positive insight. So I hope, I think that you all will find this episode really helpful. And I'm really glad that all these panelists here would have provided their insight as well. So thank you all for listening. And um, Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Thank you all and hope you enjoy and um, see you all in the next episode. Thanks, Elena. You were fantastic. (laughs) Thank you, Tiara. Thank you, Maya and Demetrius and Crystal. (laughs) thank you all thank
6: you bye. bye i hope you enjoyed this episode focused on mental health my name is zion covington a seventh grader and leap to college sc- scholar in the program to all of our listeners especially our middle school and high school students I hope that you learn some strategies to have a more mentally healthier lifestyle, as well as learn more about the Be More Aware program. Special thanks to Crystal Dorn, Demetrius Keller, Maya Ekmanor, and Tierra Anderson for your expertise and knowledge. I know many will be inspired. Look out for our Up and Coming Bridge episode, where we will recap this episode and tease the next one. If listening on Spotify, make sure to follow us to receive notifications every time we post a new episode. If listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave a review for us. To learn more about Leap to College Foundation, remember to visit our website at www.leaptocollegefoundation.org. Our Instagram is Leap to College Foundation Inc. You can find us on Twitter at L2C Foundation. On Facebook, we are at Leap to College Foundation. On YouTube, you can look us up at L2C Dream Big. Thank you for listening.